Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Garecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Happy New Year, friends. Um, we love to bring you reflections. We love to bring you intentions um, here at Juicy Bits. And one thing that's been on the mind is how do you bring more Coalition Snow into your life? So if you're listening to me right now, it's because you're super thrilled this episode dropped and you subscribe to Juicy Bits and hopefully you have Coalition coming into your life in others, uh, other ways, right? You, you adorn um, the garments that are creatively uh, made by the company, you you shred on the sticks. But one thing that you may have been missing is our, or I shouldn't say our, but yes, our, because we're like all part of this. We're together. Community. Yes. Absolutely. But kind of the Lady Parts newsletter, because you, you must, lo you love listening to us, right? But sometimes you might just want to be able to sit and read critically. You might need to find us in, do, throughout your work day so we can sneak into your inbox, you know, as a as a newsletter. And so I think part of an intention you should set is bringing more coalition snow into your life and doing it through the lady parts newsletter. Jen, you might want to back me up though, and maybe help our listeners understand a bit about the lady parts newsletter. It's like, one yeah, of the it is. So today, actually the day of this recording, I published issue um, 497 of Lady Parts. Lady Parts has been coming out every Thursday for 497 consecutive weeks. Yeah, that's a big, like, that's a lot of weeks. That's a lot of weeks. Um, I remember, so when we first started Coalition, I wanted to have this, like, clever newsletter. I didn't want to just send something out where we sold you products. You know how like some brands, it's just all about selling things. And I, I just wanted to do something a little bit more. And so I was trying to think about, you know, what, what could be the title of this newsletter? What could we talk about? And I remember lying in my bed, I was living in Truckee. It's possible that this was like when I was recovering from ACL surgery. And so I might've been pretty high on some really good drugs at that time. But I came up with the idea of Lady Parts, a newsletter for people who like to get dirty. And the whole idea was that I was just going to write about what was on my mind that day and thought that was a good idea. I remember texting it to Jen, who was on our team at the time, and her roommate like, cackled out loud at the name Lady Parts. And I was like, that's all I need. That's all I need to do this. So 
started publishing it. It's gone through like a little bit of iterations here and there, but uh, every Thursday, Lady Parts lands in your inbox. It's what I'm thinking about that day, or if I wrote it the day before, but normally I'm writing it that day. And then I do a roundup of news from the outdoors and beyond, uh, put some events in there if there's some coming up and then uh, put a little bit, like maybe we do a special sale or something and um, that happens. And like I say, yeah, 497 editions of lady parts have landed in people's inboxes and do we get unsubscribes occasionally but also i get a lot of positive yeah of course i do um get a like i get a lot of really really positive feedback which is why i think that i still choose because it takes me about two hours every week to write the newsletter and why i put so much time into it is that people seem to really really be into it. Um, and I'm pumped on that. Cause I do, I actually spend a lot of time like trying to write really thoughtful things. So that's lady parts. If you're what, if you're right now, if you're like, Oh my God, sign me up. You just have to go to the coalition snow website and sign up. If you unsubscribed, you can resubscribe. No one will know that you unsubscribed. Um, but yeah, but we're here today. Jillian's going to go through some of her favorite lady part newsletters. She's going to read them and I'm going to talk about what was actually on my mind. There might be some tea spilling. I might spill the tea a little bit about what was, what was happening. No one knows, uh, but that's, that's what we're going to do today. Um, just a little caveat for that. This is just going back in the last year. Um, I will say that maybe when we get the positive feedback on how much people love this episode and they want us to go back deeper, I also think that you have, you have a draft for a book. Yeah, like that. It's it's there. It's all there. So maybe we have to let you know the the other three four three hundred plus ep, you know um, editions editions. Thank you. Um, people have to wait for that to come out, and it'll be hard and hardback and glossy. But yeah, so in the last year, these are some mm-hmm. of my favorites, and so I'm just gonna dive in. Uh, Lady parts, a newsletter for people who love to get dirty. Hello, I have one of those vintage perpetual date desk calendars and it was set to January 1, 2022 as soon as I realized that 2021 was going to be as much as a shit show as 2020. If you would have asked me a year ago what I saw my future self doing for New Year's, I would have told you sleeping, skiing, eating, and relaxing. Oh, did 2021 play another trick on me? For those of you who follow along on social or here in Lady Parts, you know that last week Sarah and I rallied to SFO to pick up all of our inventory because the shipping situation in this country is still backed up. I did what any reasonable CEO would do, threatened to rip my clothing off and chain myself to something if they wouldn't release it and then caravaned white-knuckled over Donner Summit. We spent New Year's Day, New Year's, oh, excuse me, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and every day since then packing boxes and pallets, but we did it. Everything is shipped and our entire line is in stock. I made this little video, link available here, to document our adventure that certainly has set the tone for 2022, boss bitch energy. So here's to a lot more of this year and a lot less of that. Jen Gorecki. Oh, I remember. (laughs) The minute, the minute you read the first line, I was like, you're taking me back. Um, (laughs) So... Yeah, that, I mean, the email kind of summed up the situation, but just a little bit more background. Um, the global 
shipping situation in 2021 was so awful. I'm sure a lot of you waited for a really long time for your things. You had a container ship in the Panama Canal. You had um, ships off the port of Los Angeles and Long Beach just sitting for months. And our skis and snowboards were sitting in a ship for months. And by by the time they finally got released – there was that huge, huge storm happening in the Sierra, which was around Christmas. Now, like we're, we normally would get our skis and snowboards the first week of September. It is now the last week of December. We have nothing. We have no inventory. We have nothing to ship for pre-sales. We have nothing to send to our wholesale partners like REI and Backcountry, Evo, Next Adventure. We have no inventory. If we weren't going to get that inventory, we we're going to lose all of our purchase orders, which potentially could have shut us down. And it was going to be January. So working with the shipping people to try to get it from SFO here to Reno. And then they tell me it's going to be delivered. And then the day it's going to be delivered, they're like, oh, actually it's not. And we don't know when. And I was like, great, I'm coming. We're coming down tomorrow. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm coming. Let your people know. We're going to come get our shit. I'm going to get, and they're like, you're going to come get it. Yes, I am. I'm coming to get it. So this was right after the big storm. Drove to the warehouse near SFO. I walk up. Lovely young man. Lovely young man who greeted me. And I said, um, I introduced myself, said who I was. He's like, I've never heard of you. Didn't know you were coming. And I was like, well, clearly the person, and I told him the name of the person. He's like, well, they never told us. And I said, okay, one of two things is going to happen today. You're either going to bring all of my inventory to that loading dock right there. And I'm going to pull my personal vehicles up. We had three. We're going to load up them up and we're going to drive away. Or on that same loading dock, I'm going to chain myself naked. One of two things is going to happen this morning. Uh, okay, excuse me, ma'am. And he walks away. <laughs> so <laughs> then, yeah, ma'am. Literally, yeah, ma'am. I'm like, okay. Uh, five minutes later, he comes back and he said, "Bring, bring your vehicles up. We're we're loading everything. We're bringing everything to the loading dock." And they had forklifts and all the things, and we loaded over three thousand pounds of skis and snowboards into our vehicles got them to Reno, and then we had to fulfill all of our orders. So like Lauren came down from Truckee, Roxy was there. We packed boxes to send out all of your skis and snowboards. We got all of our pallets ready to send out to our retail partners. And that is what I did for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And it was fucking awful. It was the worst, the fucking worst. And so what I love about that email though, that I sent out was like, I'm not fucking doing this in 2022. Like, fuck this noise. Let me all tell you what I did for New Year's Eve on 2022, which was just a couple weeks ago. I did a three-day yoga retreat, like kind of like a staycation yoga retreat at the yoga studio down the street from my house where we did, you know, over an hour of meditation and then multiple hours of yoga. I did sound bath healing. I took actual baths. I microdosed. I made really good fucking food. I um, drank Prosecco. I didn't fuck with any fucking dumb boys, zero fucking with dumb boys. And I had the best, most chill 
fucking New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve weekend, um, journaled, the, all the things where I like started the new year just feeling like I'm so fucking grounded. I'm so sorted. It was incredible. And it could not have been different from 2021. So I set that fucking intention in that email and I did it. Also, I was able to do it because all the things that are normally out of my control kind of worked out. Like we got our shit before. I mean, did we also just get an entire shipment like three weeks ago? Yes, but it wasn't, I didn't have to drive anywhere to get it. And it wasn't um, on New Year's Eve day. So yeah, good email. Of the hour long meditations, multiple hour asana, micro dose, no Mm -hmm. dumb boys, um, sound bath healing. Yeah. Um, well, yes, good. if I may, about a month after that one, you, you take us into uh, <laughs> an, uh, an edition of Lady Parts that I love also because it speaks to like the work, right? And the work is, is constant and you're, you're thinking on stuff. So when you say like, oh, you might like actually write for two hours, I feel like everything that goes into it is years and thoughts and, you know, and hours in the making. And so as you greet us in your newsletter, hello, um, I have been waiting to share this for a long time, all in caps, which I'm learning that means you say it louder. Um, I say finally- it a long time, a long time. That's how it's said, yeah. And finally, the day has come that I. So, what do I say when it's? What do I say when it's hyperlinked? Sorry, this is like my tech tutorial part of the of the episode. Do I? Okay, I'm gonna start over. Hello, <laughs> I've been waiting to share this for a long time, and finally, the day has come that I can tell you all about our lens hyperlinked. Last year, see, I told you I've been sitting on this for a while. One of our ambassadors, Liz Toft of Elevated Locals, approached us with an idea on creating a video series that would capture the raw experiences of BIPOC skiers and writers. I like saying yes to Liz because she's an amazing human. I also like the idea of people filming their own experiences and telling their own stories of being on the snow. And just like that, our lens was born. Our Lens is a YouTube series about the rarely told and rarely represented mountain stories. The people who contributed to this project are members of Mountaintop, our private group within the Coalition Clubhouse for BIPOC skiers and riders. This week we released the first episode and every three weeks we'll share a new edit. If you head over to our Instagram today, you can catch the tale of Liz's takeover on our stories and watch a clip of Tanya's episode in our reels. Because you read lady parts, you already have the inside scoop and won't miss the release of the next episode. But maybe you know a few people who you'd like to forward this email to? Question mark. Jen Gorecki. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> um, I had waited a long time to talk about it. And the reason why I had waited so long to talk about this collaboration with Liz and elevated locals um, is that nothing could actually happen in a reasonable amount of time in 2021, obviously. So Liz was working with all of these BIPOC um, women and non-binary identifying skiers and snowboarding snowboarders who were filming themselves and basically putting together this narrative about their own lives and their own experience um, in snow sports. And Liz was um, editing them and putting them together. And, um, just took a long time to get things from people because things were still pretty fucked up in 2021. So reasonable, very, but so we didn't release this on time. Like nothing really ever happened on time um, because things just took so much longer and certainly getting better, but things are longer than they used to be still. But um, so for those of you who don't know Liz Toft, she's been on our ambassador team 
kind of since the beginning, like, like you, Jillian, like she's, she's been around. Um, she lives in Brooklyn. She started Elevated Locals. So she's the CEO of that. Um, and she like oftentimes heads over to, um, the Rockies and snowboards, but she's an amazing snowboarder, an amazing storyteller, um, and just an incredible human being. And we're like so lucky to have her on our ambassador team, but she had this idea of like, what would it look like if, um, BIPOC skiers and riders told their own stories? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so she produced the entire, um, YouTube series. And then we released, um, I want to say six episodes. It might've only been five. I don't quite remember, but, um, five or six and, some people were on our ambassador team. Some people were um, in the clubhouse and it was just these really beautiful stories of people talking about their experience in snow sports, which is fundamentally different than like most of the things you'd ever hear about people's experiences in snow, in snow sports. So our lens, I actually interviewed Liz for Juicy Bits. So that's an episode that you could catch um, from season five. And we also have the Our Lens blog on the website where you can learn more about it. And then we put every single YouTube series on that. And you could also go to our YouTube channel and you could watch all of them. And and they're short, like 10, 10 minutes each, um, but just really, really fun. And that was, yeah, that was the announcement that we were finally releasing them. And then, and then we did, we, we released them after that. Well, I think it lends itself beautifully to the um, end of that first newsletter where you're just like, and we fucking did it. And so I just- Yeah, I, we fucking did it. <laughs> one of the reasons, and I don't necessarily always click every week. Sometimes it takes me a little bit and I'll go back. Um, sometimes, um, you know, uh, I reread ones, some of the newsletters more than once for, for various reasons. But I just think this idea of that constant kind of reminder of the accomplishment and the work is I just yeah. think it's, it's it's just inspiring. It's so rad. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah, and I, I I think I think we fucking did it. It's definitely like that was my 2022. We fucking <laughs> did it. We did that. Oh, we did that. We did that. So I love hearing that because I'm like fuck that like kind of defined my year. So that's that's cool. Well, and speaking of us as as coalition coalition snow right and an us and a we and then we have a fan. There's there's different ways to engage in the community. Um, I really love this one that you did uh, from from last April, and this is Coalition Fans, a culture community, like you know, the <laughs> emoji. Yeah. Um, and I and I the, this opening line to me is so fucking great because I'm I literally find myself saying this on a regular basis when I'm in social settings because I am still remembering how to like reemerge and and be. Um, you know, like socially present and, and enjoy being around people, those that I know well, those that I'm just meeting. And that's just kind of all coming out of these these pandemic patterns. But uh, so you start this with, hello, I'm working on this whole, in quotes, relearning how to talk to strangers, end quote. I sometimes fail. Thanks for nothing, lady at the farmer's market who wanted to talk to me about how great Twitter will be now Elon Musk owning it. Other times, I'm quite proud of myself, like when I sat down with Adam Jaber of the uh-huh. Out of Bounds podcast to record an episode, linked here. He kicked off the interview in a way that made me think about what it is we have been building at Coalition. He suggested that we have a cult following. 
let me save you the Googling, a cult following is associated with niche markets. The fan base is strong and small. The artists, musicians, and brands are considered too eccentric to be appreciated by the general public. I mean, check, check, and check. <laughs> <laughs> and society in general would get place where a woman like me and a brand like Coalition wouldn't be, in quotes, too much. I might die waiting. While that is frustrating for many reasons, there is an upside. Cult followers consider themselves to be part of a community, and that's exactly what we've been trying to build at Coalition. We've known all along that all sorts of people didn't feel welcome or included in snow sports, and we set out to change that. Not everyone likes everything we do. Fuck you. Oh, sorry, that part wasn't in there. Um, <laughs> I realize that we can't be everything to everyone. But at the core of what we do each and every day is strive to make the outdoors a place where everyone feels like they belong. We've certainly foregone profits by not going along to get along. As my friend Christy People says, I don't know if I'd go so far to say we've made enemies, but not everyone likes us, the most obvious statement in the world. But at the end of the day, I know that what we're doing is so far beyond selling product. It's what makes us different. It's what makes us proud. It's what makes the outdoors better. And I'm so grateful that you're a part of it. Until next week. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, um, Adam, so some of you might be familiar with Out of Collective. And one of the things that Out of Collective does is publishes a podcast called Out of Bounds. And Adam had interviewed me and he kind of kicked it off of like, you have a cult following. And no one had ever said that to me. But the minute he said it, I was like, um, well, yeah, that's like one of the most accurate statements about Coalition Snow I've ever heard. And I just thought that it was really indicative of how we show up in the world and the type of brand that we're building um, that like there is no way that everybody could like us because we are eccentric. We are out there. We're different. We, we don't we don't do things to make other people feel good. We kind of lean into doing the things that we think are right. And a lot of times making other people uncomfortable. Uh, some people don't like that. Like they don't see conflict or being uncomfortable as a tool of growth. They see it as something that's negative. Right. So I just thought his comment about that was really clever. And it made me think a lot about um, who does support us and how, Pretty like pretty fucking amazing that is to have a cult following because you know all those people are fucking rad too. See, that's the thing is you get to say like, all right, well, I don't have um, you know, not, not everyone likes us, but the people who do, wow, they're really wow. incredible, special people who like get it and see it and like are just the people like there are they're my people. They're they're the people that I want to hang out with and and talk to. And that was just this like really incredible realization for me of that's, that's like really what it means to build community, right? Like that's kind of it. Um, so I was just, uh, I've just kind of really reveled in that for a bit of, of like, yep, we have built this cult following and we're going to keep doing, that's what we're going to keep doing. So, um, yeah, that, that was that one. Um, love it. I'm going to move us to another one and I could keep going, but I think we'll give our listeners at least a few more. Um, this next one, I, 
I love, and I've actually kind of reread a few from your summer and your travels and ones from Kenya, because I'm so looking forward to joining you this summer on the Gems of mm. Kenya trip. And this mm-hmm. one you brought us in um, kind of late July. And hello, welcome to Lady Parts, the newsletter that I have barely, in asterisks, gotten out every Thursday for the past 475 weeks. You might notice that this week's edition is landing in your inbox a bit late. Today is my last full day in Nairobi, and I'm doing things like becoming a less disgusting version of myself. No one is surprised how much dirt and hair has built up on my body over the past five weeks. Spending time with friends and wrapping up work with Zawadisha, the nonprofit that I started here that provides microloans to women. Last week, I was writing to you from Lamu, an island off the coast of Kenya, where I spent a few days after our seven-day cycling trip across the country. One day over breakfast, a few of us were chatting about Roe v. Wade, which led to the business response, or lack thereof, and why we speak the way we do about Mm. social issues coalition snow. Some might think that we are raging, filled with anger, only sometimes I meditate for a reason. Others believe (laughs) that it's marketing. Shame on the person who said that out loud to us. But the truth is that it's a strategy for social change. When we take the conversation far outside of the traditional rhetoric of the outdoor community, the boundaries of our understanding and comfort around various issues expand. That helps push people along the path of progress. Think of it more like this. If you're gazing at the top of a mountain, believing that it's impossible to summit because it's too hard or too scary or you don't see how to get up to it, you're stuck. But when you see one person make it up, the route becomes clearer. The nerves subside. You see it and you start taking the steps to reach the summit. We're the business and the people who attempt to summit so that others believe they can too. Sometimes we fail and we fall. Other times we go the wrong way and we have to start over again. But we don't stop trying because it's all too important with far too serious of consequences to stop putting one foot in front of the other. When people are looking at you to lead you have and you have a platform that reaches thousands, you have a responsibility to do more than simply sell things. And what an absolute privilege it is to be able to do so. Until next time. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, that brings me back. Um, God, there's so much in that one. Yeah, that was that was a really. Uh, so I was in Kenya, um, and I just finished up the cycling tour um, that I had led there that benefited Zawadisha, which, of course, we're doing again in 2023, um, mm-hmm. and. It was. It was really the day that I got on the airplane to fly to Kenya was the day that Roe v. Wade was overturned. And I was, whether I was like in an airport bar, obviously that's where I was in my layovers, or like on the airplane, I wanted to scream to people because like I'm crying the whole time. And not because I didn't think it was happening. Like I knew it was going to happen. We said it was going to happen. Of course this happened. No one was surprised, but it was still just devastating for all, all the reasons. And, um, I'm just sort of a mess. And I wanted to yell at everyone on the plane who was laughing and smiling, like, don't you know what happened today? Like I wanted to be that person. And I was like, don't do that because you probably will get taken off the plane and you won't make it to Kenya. Um, and when I landed in Kenya, it was like all my friends, that's all that everybody wanted to talk about, which I think is something for all of us to consider, just how serious overturning Roe v. Wade was even on this international scale because um, my friends in Kenya were like, well, if the United States would overturn this, like this actually makes other countries feel less um, less inclined to move forward with women's rights. Like if the United States doesn't 
allow for women's rights, why would any country in Africa do so, right? Or like, why would other countries across the world? So they they were really concerned about the global implications of it, uh, which I thought was really fair too. And also like, so that that's what happened when I sort of landed and I kind of went through that. And then over the course of that month being in, in Kenya, watching people's responses to it, what I saw, and anyone is welcome to correct me. You all are welcome to correct me. You have the email. It was hello at coalition or hello at juicybits.com. Hello at coalitionstone.com. It doesn't matter. They eventually will get to me. Um, the outdoor industry had nothing to fucking say about it. Virtually like small women owned brands. They said a few things. The heritage brands, the large brands, no one said fucking shit about anything and that was unfucking believable to me because these are the same people who, for how many years now, have been like diversity, equity, inclusion, we blah 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 blah, all that we who, and then and, and before DEI, it was women, right? So it was like women, 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 and then the and then the outdoor industry was like, oh fuck, I mean, we mean we mean black people, by indigenous people, up uh, by uh, no, but we're like. So like you see the outdoor industry just like like sort of like stumbling over themselves to um sort of catch up with what's happening in society which you know what good for them you should be catching up thank you for paying attention thank you for um you know just articulating some of these issues trying to deal deal with them address them um better than being better than just like being like, we don't fucking care they're doing something. I mean, primarily performatively, but they didn't fucking say shit about Roe v. Wade. And I was like, how do you not understand the intersection between race, class and gender when it comes to Roe v. Wade? And here you are for two years, the entire industry talking about inclusivity and diversity and making the outdoors open to everyone. And you don't even understand, like you had no problem talking about race. You had no problem talking about women, but yet you couldn't talk about Roe v. Wade because it was air quotes too political. What the fuck do you think you were talking about before that was political? And how the fuck do you think this isn't as important? You should, if you are truly an ally, if you truly believe in supporting women and supporting uh, people of color, you would absolutely be vocal about overturning Roe v. Wade because we know that that will disproportionately affect women of color, dispropor- disproportionately affect poor women, and then obviously just women in general not having the ability to control their own bodies. So the outdoor industry was silent, and anybody who had anything to say about DEI or women and then didn't say anything about Roe, Roe v. Wade you fucked up and you better fucking figure it out because like we see you, we see you, you cannot fucking back down. You cannot hot. Like this is serious. This isn't some fun, feel good, fancy marketing campaign. This is real life for a lot of us. And you have to show up for this. And it and you can't only show up for the things that make you feel good or that make other people feel good. You have to show up for what's right. And you absolutely cannot say that you have a commitment to DEI and then be silent on access to healthcare 
for women. Still pissed about this, obviously. Yes. Um, that was that one. Yes. Well, I want to say thank you because mm-hmm. I feel like a bit of an honor reading the the newsletters, and I actually love the the kind of the analysis and diving into it deeper from your side of what it takes to to kind of go into it, or also how you very creatively and very thoughtfully can condense super heady constructs <laughs> analytically into like a really digestible newsletter newsletter right it's Thanks. not like I think I'm sitting Thanks. down and I'm reading a fucking journal article but sort of unpacking right. with you which I think I'm allowed to say because it's still early in 2023 so we can like, say unpacking yeah I'll try not to say it again for like six but just that idea of like there's so much depth to it and complexity and then yeah. serving it up to us in this accessible way and to our listeners um i had a couple of others but i think based on what you just shared this one is the most fitting place to go to and okay. you called this one um i think i'm still like chronologically in it but i but i'm i'm gonna end with this one because i think okay. it fits so much with the rage that spring kind of sprung board off the last one and then also kind of ties in with this time of the year and just sort of even intention right so you call this one a list of little things and um it does also um kind of bring us back to your work in kenya so you start with hello returning from five weeks in kenya is never easy and not just because of the jet lag that results in ugly sleeping face down on your couch at 5 p.m or the reminiscing of grand adventures that feel a bit like a dream but because the whole home is where the heart is is a thing I've been leading a sort of double life for nearly 20 years, which is a gift and a great privilege, but it also requires a good amount of mental gymnastics. One way that I ease my re-entry into a country that stripped my constitutional right to bodily autonomy on the day I left, NBD, I try to focus on the little things that make me happy about being back. So this week's edition of Lady Parts, and maybe even a bit of our episode tonight, dedicated to what has given me joy in the past five days. Um, Alone time, lots of alone time. The Channy app, because Channy knows. Mm-hmm. Che Luna, mm-hmm. only a oh, one can only dream of feeling this comfortable in your body. Kansas, Kansas, y'all. No one ever thought that Middle America would excite me. Um, doing laundry, showering, being clean in general. Yoga, juice and salads with halloumi cheese. Halloumi yep. salad, not the juice. Uh, dinner with a lover with no expectations. Discovering that your new cycling kit from Steo, in fact, held up after putting it to the test. Shopping for goods that you will that will fill our new space in Reno. Just you wait. Receiving the email the, that production of our skis and snowboards is almost complete despite massive supply chain disruptions that left me screaming in my pillow all spring. Seeing your friends create new art. Our team meetings on Zoom on Monday that was only slightly weird, even though Sarah wanted it to be weirder. And she'll keep trying, Sarah. It shouldn't be that hard. And seeing what happens when you take the time to think about the good things in life, your list might just be longer than you think. Mm. Yeah. So that one, um, sometimes I make lists because I'm not feeling like wildly intelligent and analytical. And so Mm. I'm like, I can't like, it takes a lot to write this newsletter. Like, it's, it's hours to write it. And sometimes, but I'm spending days thinking about like, what am I going to write? And I'm trying to, and like you said, like, I'm trying to put a lot of pretty heady things into something that's relatively pithy. And, um, so there's a lot of time that goes into it. So, but I remember this newsletter, um, you know, it's, 
you re- you have those days or you have those times in your life where you don't necessarily feel good about things, but part of getting through really difficult things in life is choosing to think about the things that are working. And obviously not everybody can do that. There would be, you know, various mental health issues and, and, and things that would prohibit people from being able to sort of um, focus on the positive. So I don't want to make, make light, light of that, but like uh, I recently, I was just interviewed this week by someone and they're like, how, how do you do all of this? Like, how are you able to, to, to do this? And I'm like, I just focus on the little things and I get them done and I do one day at a time. And this list for me was like, here are like the small little tangible things that I'm so grateful for um, that make me, that like remind me of the good things in my life so that the things that I'm not pleased about right now, I can move through those with more grace and more ease because there's always times in your life that are fucking awful. Right. And, um, we can't get out of those times. And those are times are actually the things that help us grow. They make us stronger. They give us insight. Um, they help our future selves be better. But part of like getting through it is that you remember all the things that make you feel good and all the things that you're grateful for. So that was just sort of the round. Like I was going through like, you know, sort of like a tough breakup at the time with married girlfriend um, and um, also with human who doesn't even have a nickname, which should be fucking indicative of like how difficult that was if he doesn't even have a nickname. So like I was like dealing with these personal issues and it's always so hard to come back from Kenya because I just like have had this life there for so long and it's so important to me. And honestly, if I could just like shred pow, I'd probably live there, but I can't, which is one reason why I'm here. Oh, also coalition have a business to run. Oops. Yeah. I forgot about that. But, um, and a newsletter. But you know, Kenya oh, and a newsletter, right? Yeah. I'm kidding you that in Kenya. Um, so yeah, I was struggling. Like I came back from my trip and I was having a fucking hard time. And then I was like, well, think about all the things that bring you joy, and maybe that'll help other people think about the things that bring them joy and put that in your newsletter. Just do a like a little roundup. I also like to use my roundups. Um, I like to use my roundups also to feature other people. So it, it wasn't necessarily in that newsletter, but in other ones, like I'll give shout outs to like books I'm reading or podcasts I'm, I'm listening to or other like new outdoor brands or like, I like to do roundups in lady parts as this way to, um, amplify the work of other people. Um, and so that happens quite a bit as well. I'd like to think we could leave our listeners with a bit of that, um, as maybe intention, it's it's interesting, Jen. When we started to, to record tonight, I was like, I don't know if I have the capacity to think on, you know, my, maybe my intentions for this 2023 year. And I was like, I'm kind of just surviving, taking things one day at a time, and and getting through it um, day to day. And I like the the kind of the phrase of the list of the little things. And I think of that as being really accessible and applicable on a day to day. And just as you move through those, doing it as you said, with gratitude and doing it with the sense of an accomplishment and purpose and how that in and of itself could be a really, just a beautiful way to guide um, some energy and some direction going into 2023. So a list of the little things. I'm going to work on one actually after I get my other work done. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. A list of little things. All right, everyone. So if you if you want to read the things that I think, uh, you should head on over to the Coalition Snow website and sign up for the newsletter. I send this out every Thursday. Um, sometimes you get it first thing in the morning. Sometimes you get it later at night. But it always comes out every single th- Thursday. And there's always something really different that I am talking about. Um, so head on over there. And also, yes, I am compiling some of these things into a book. And yes, I spend other time just writing the book. And I think one of the things that you have to know about the newsletters is if I read it out loud, it's even better. So when I put things in caps, I'm talking like this. No one even knows. And I like to use little things like everyone knows, everyone said, no one knows, no one said. So you have to like if you listen to juicy bits, then you get the way that I talk and then you can sort of like read the newsletter in the way that I talk. And then it becomes more interesting because I'm also quasi practicing my stand-up comedy in the newsletter as well. And so that's like really interesting to think about how do you write something's funny? How do you write something funny and can people hear the intonation in your writing Again, no one knows, but maybe we'll find out. So yeah, head on over, subscribe or unsubscribe. I don't, no one, like, this is the part of having that cult following. We don't care. This is what we're doing. Reading and guessing and until next time. (laughs) Until next time. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, We will chat with you next month. Okay. Bye.